Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth. And I just want to go out on a limb right now and say that it is June 10th. That's when I'm recording this. Because who fucking knows what's going to happen when this week's a from now. Yeah. And also, now you know how long it takes me to put out a fucking episode. So you're welcome. And that's. <laughs> but. Uh, today's going to be a fun one. Uh, I have a friend of mine with me that I've known for, I've known for over 10 years, but I've been good friends with for about, I would say that time. And yeah, this is a guy that I kind of met in high school through just friend circles. And then we kind of hit it off and gravitated towards music and kind of just being aggressive and loud together. Uh, kind of everywhere. That's like just what happens. Every time I see this guy, I just get loud and aggressive. And we take up a if lot you know me, you already know that I'm kind of loud and aggressive to begin with. It's just even, it's worse, man. Uh, so yeah, this is my guest. Uh, his name is Bryce Park. What's up, dude? Hey, man. How you doing? I am doing good. I am at home. I mean, I feel like shelter in place is still happening, but also. Oh, yeah. It's like shelter in place if you want to, I think. Yeah. You can still do it, but I don't think any, I don't know. We're all just kind of like playing chicken, you know? It's like, <laughs> we're all like, I'm not going to come out unless my neighbor comes out first. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what do you feel? What do you think about that, dude? Like, dude, what it's, you... so it's, it's, it's been super weird for me because I've been working the whole time. You know, I've, I had two jobs prior to this, uh-huh. uh, and one of them was that like, one of the busiest pizza places in Colorado. So like we just went to delivery and pickup and nobody in the restaurant have just been getting our asses kicked the whole time. (laughs) So it's, it's been weird, but I I mean, I don't know. I I, I think it's right that it's shelter in place for like those who want to right now. Oh, here, here where I'm at, like restaurants are kind of reopened. So there's like a little sense of normalcy, Mm -hmm. but people still seem really cautious. I don't, I don't know how it is out where you are. I think but. the same. I mean, the other night, one of the bars around here was opening. And it like, yeah. here's how you know that a, it's important that a bar is opening. It came through word of mouth. I didn't even have, see it online. <laughs> That's how you know yeah, it dude. is important <laughs> to people that a bar is open again. When word uh, of mouth communication is faster than our phones. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, there's, uh, been, there's, there's been so much of that during this whole thing, too. Like, even oh, though we're yeah. still all more connected, like, people are directly communicating things, yeah. I feel like, much more than they were before. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of, like, texts, DMs, calls. I've been FaceTiming people, like, every day. Yeah, dude. During this, I have friends just, like, checking in, like, saying what's up. I feel like it's the only time you get, like, you can sit there and be social, you know, with people as over the phone now. I was already, you know, communicating with my family long distance anyway. Yeah. So, it's been way worse up there in Washington. Yeah, dude. Uh, so, like, I've been really nervous for my family and stuff, and it's kind of made me a little more cautious, I guess, just hearing what's, hearing the stuff up there. Like, yeah. I'm getting a lot of that information, so my mentality is influenced by, you know, like the Washington uh, shelter-in-place orders, I guess. Like, just the severity of uh, what they've been going through this whole time. Yeah, man. It's- but now... 
But now you, I'm seeing all this stuff online that's oh, it, it doesn't spread through contact, like contact. Oh yeah, so, that so. that who announcement that got made. Yeah, I was like a little interested. I was a little curious. I I didn't know what to think. I was like, I mean, obviously, information is gonna change. take a while to develop. Yeah, and change over time, and you can't. Uh, you can't be like, oh, they knew this whole time. And then you can't start to be like, I feel like immediately all these conspiracy theorists are just yeah. like, <laughs> they just get so stoked. They're like, dude. Yeah, they're, like, they're like, they were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see something like that, that's new. And I like, I almost have that inner conspiracy theorist mind in the back of my head. <laughs> it's like my inner Eddie Bravo. Yeah. Just like there. He's just like, Dude, look into it. Like, <laughs> you gotta double check. <laughs> yeah, like I don't... <laughs> so I mean, no, I, I dude, I, I feel that I was I was doing a little reading on that yesterday, and it just it was a critique from somebody in the medical field, and they were just like, one of the mistakes that the Who has been making is that usually they're really thoughtful and reserved in like the research that they endorse, but I it their assumption or I guess their argument was that um, the who because of the scale of this pandemic has been latching onto research in a different way, the way than they normally do. And it's made them less effective than they were previously, but it has other, okay. but it has other results. So I think the general consensus is that asymptomatic transfer transfer is still was rare to begin with, with people who were never infected, but the people who are in the incubation period are definitely still contagious. So, mm -hmm. but it, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's just been interesting this whole time to like have all of this different information thrown at you so quickly and have to like yeah. figure out how to digest it and go through it, it figure been, out yeah. what is making sense and what isn't because I mean, we've all made mistakes going through it and seeing what is and what isn't. Just I mean, in the beginning, it seemed there was people. Um, I might like I was one of the people that's kind of being proactive, yeah, getting a mask and Same. stuff, and I was looked at as kind of people were looking down on me. Yeah, like why are you wearing a mask, dude? <laughs> like I'm just like, bro, do you not see what's going on around kinda, you? <laughs> just kind of scared, man, and like I don't know. They're like the mask only protects you. I go, okay, think about this then. If everyone wears a mask, we all protect ourselves, right? Right? Exactly. So if you're wearing a mask and I'm wearing a mask, then we're not sharing any of our germs with each other. We like, right? At least that's the theory. At least that's yep. what they're saying. Yeah, which so, makes which makes sense. I'm putting something in front of my mouth. It has to catch something. Whether yeah. it's 100% or not, it's less. Like I have one of those ones that has like the the filter in it yeah and i like have been changing it out really and, like, that's cleaning it that's and stuff man and so i've been i mean i've been I haven't really wearing gloves but i've been sanitizing and yeah dude i've been staying at home as much as possible and dude it's just i don't know it's scary and also i'm sorry that we're talking about freaking covid <laughs> because it's just <laughs> it's what happens dude okay uh, it's, it's, it's been months of it yeah it's yeah yeah it's it's just changed so much 
about how we function. About how we live. Yeah, yeah. It's changed my whole, it's changed my whole, like, I was going out and doing like three to four open mics every week trying to do, you know, and like, yeah. would be out late and would be seeing a lot of people regularly and would be in other places. I just got to like take in a lot more and it made me think a lot more. And I was coming up with more material. I feel like the things I've been working on lately. Yeah. It's a lot more about, it's a lot more about like reflective stuff and kind of less observational. It's like, yeah different just a different vein which is gonna be cool i think uh yeah i don't know i've been trying to just at least write stuff to have when like the live open mics start coming which they seem like they're starting to some people are starting to have like live stuff again yeah and i know some of the clubs are opening up too so uh i think did did you guys get a chance to do any like live streams where you guys like did stuff online and like comedy in a comedy space well, I, I, I guess uh, I guess give your podcast. Yes. That you've hey, been dude. Uh, pause just real quick. My laptop's about to die. I gotta plug it in. Heard that? Hold on, just a second. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh no! I hate that, dude. Here, I'll check mine. And we're good. You're asking me about live stream shows? Yeah, yeah, because cause I know, so I'm, I've been, like, super heavily invested in, like, the drum and bass scene for, like, the last year and a half, and, like, all of them just started, like, doing live streams in their own home. Is that something you saw in, like, the comedy community as well, like, the utilization of yeah. stuff? Uh, the scene in Santa Cruz, there's been quite a few shows on Zoom and... Uh, people are doing some Facebook live stuff, Instagram at all I've seen. Uh, yeah, I've seen some people doing things on Instagram live people doing things like where I did an episode with my friend, John, where he does like these things called messy boy messages <laughs> and you Venmo him like a few bucks and he'll do like a, it's basically like cameo. Okay. He does like, it's his own version of cameo, but he just like makes something and then eats it with like his hands or just like in the worst way possible. Oh God. And it gets everywhere. And he's just like talking about how awesome you are. And it's so, dude, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to send you, I'll have to send you the link to it. It's so yeah, funny. <laughs> that sounds absurd. <laughs> he did one for me. <laughs> he did one for you. <laughs> he did one for me. And it, uh, it was like, I think he drank like, he had like two big Corona beers, I think. <laughs> that he just downed and then ate something else and was just like yeah it was cool it was a it was a cool shout out yeah dude that's um, awesome. but anyway yeah uh there's a there's been quite a few people that have come together and create some cool stuff online uh and there's the the comedy lab the the place i was doing open mics at in santa cruz started um i think they started doing some like zoom stuff and some online stuff that you could join and watch and uh, they had some people come on, and I think in the Bay Area too. There's been some. There's like a Facebook page where a lot of this gets posted, so I see quite quite a bit of like, oh, Zoom show signups and like open mics. There's like open mic Zooms that you can sign up for and stuff. So nice. I mean, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I. I wasn't like interested in it really because I was already doing kind of doing cowboy rowdy and we were trying to like amp that up during yeah. uh, quarantine. So I felt like I had a lot to do with that. Yeah, and I was like trying to be funny on that. You know, I started doing this because 
I wanted to just have like conversations where, you know, with people that are like, I don't know, conversations where like the whole idea behind like my, the name of it, I'm getting there is like, uh, everybody is yeah. like, we all have a thing on that. And so that's kind of, and I also, it was one of the names that I was searching (laughs) that no one had. So I was like, there we go. That's always good, dude. (laughs) I I mean, that's been a lot of my quarantine mentality, too, is just like, and I feel like it's how I try to keep myself from freaking out too much (laughs) about all everything is that the time that we're in, it's not bad. It's not good. It's just a time of change. It's a time of growth. And that's hard and shit happens during that time. But it's we still have choices to make to make sure that it, it turns out good and that I have power in that choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's and and for me Totally, it, dude. It's been an interesting development and I think a lot of people relate to it in that it started very personal in like our own little lives and it seems to have like seeped and spread beyond that now, which is interesting just to observe if if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. It's I think having one positive thing about social media is how much you do get to see yeah. Uh I know it is a lot, but you get to see you get to kind of see every yeah thing. Everything know? is right at your fingertips always. Yeah. And so that's I think a lot of people's a lot of people's the whole idea now behind it is that we can see everything. And so like you're talking about growth, like if you can see these videos of like police acting the way they are and you can see these videos of people getting shot people getting like just unnecessarily like just beat choked yeah and used yeah just in yeah and if you're like think that like it's just hard for me to it's hard for me to like think about how it's justifiable yeah and I don't know, I, 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 cause I, I, like to, I like to, you know, you're, I'm sure you're like this too. You like to try to understand both sides so that you can, you know, it's what we were taught when we we're talking yeah. about like debating ideals and thinking about things. And logical philosophy and all this to stuff. Like, yeah, dude, you need to be able to see both sides and I just have a hard time. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty hard to side with. Buffalo police pushing over an old man onto the con you know, it's like how, yeah. it's like how how are you like, oh yeah, that's a normal thing. <laughs> yeah. Did you see what? And here's the thing, dude. I haven't even when I say things, it's like, man, I don't want to say something and then Yeah. Get like totally have it flipped on me because I didn't read the right article. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of the time I'll read something and I'll look, I'll see it like two or three times and from different things. And I'll be like, okay, like this has got to be, this has got to be what he said, you know? <laughs> and then you go and look at something else and it's, it's, something it's different. just, yeah. Cause like I was reading some stuff that like Trump was talking about this guy that got pushed over. Yeah. This older guy that got pushed over and, um, so that he was, what, trying to like scan him or something. And then he yeah, had, like, he, he, he and, was like, "Oh, he's Antifa, and he's trying to scan the scanners." And I'm just, 
mind blowing, man. It's it it. I don't even. So and then I saw I saw this other thing, dude. I saw this other thing on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it was Tom Morello. Yeah. On Twitter, somebody shared this thing. It was like, I didn't know Rage Against the Machine was political. <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, I need to find it. I need to go because I'm. I need to. I need to not fuck this up because this is hilarious. Man, I. I love when people don't realize what Rage Against the Machine is actually about. <laughs> I've been seeing this in my feed, and I think it's kind of troll. I think it's just like a troll thing, but I don't know if it is. Oh, because uh, I retweeted it. Let me go to my profile. I don't. Know, you you were talking about social media a little bit, and like I think that's one of been that's been one of the cool things about. Um, oh no, the tweet got erased. It got oh, erased. Right. Tweet got deleted, but I still have Tom Morello's tweet. It says, Scott, what music of mine were you a fan of that didn't contain political BS? I need to know so that I can delete it from my catalog. <laughs> <laughs> That's some awesome shit. <laughs> I need to know so I can delete it from my catalog. Hell yeah. I love that. Dude, I love Tom Morello and Rage Against the Machine. I just Me like- too, dude. That's what I grew up on. Them and like suicidal tendencies. And yeah. Metallica and Bon Jovi. Those were like the four bands when I was a kid my parents would play on repeat. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of a weird mix. It was like really heavy stuff and Rage and then Bon Jovi. So you're like <laughs> all these weird emotions. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so why, so why you can I just now realized that. <laughs> like just now. Uh, no, because my mom went to see... I have this weird theory, dude, and this might be because it's what I think about when I'm high. This might be a bit. I don't know. I have this weird theory. It was my mom went and saw Metallica in, I think it was 89 in Seattle, which I don't know if you've ever, are you like, uh, have you ever watched like any live Metallica concerts? No, never. So there's like a Metallica concert from Seattle in 89. I don't know where it was at, uh, but she went. Is it the Seattle Coliseum? I don't know what that is. I think that was Key Arena. Before. So it was old Key Arena? Yeah, I think so. No. Wow. Yeah, Seattle Coliseum. I'm looking it up right now. But yeah, dude, like she went and saw them. And that show is like regarded as like one of Metallica's best live performances ever. That's awesome. And uh, <laughs> she like tells me about how uh crazy it was and how they had like the you know in justice for all they have the statue and they had the statue on stage and during the song in justice for all they like pull the statue apart <laughs> and it like comes apart and falls down like beneath that like behind them and stuff and like there's like sparks and, and you've watched the video you're like this is fucking crazy that sounds amazing and i i think dude because that's 89 right mm-hmm. i was born in 92 so she tells me she like tells me about that concert like all the time whenever we talk about music she always brings it up because I think it affected her so much somehow she like threw her DNA and shit and when I was like created yeah I have like a strain of her DNA that is just like affected by Metallica like live metal music somehow (laughs) I don't know dude this is what I think about when I'm super stoned (laughs) I don't even know if that's possible but I think that there's like somehow this like 
strain of needs that like just fucking grit. Yeah, yeah just the uh, just the uh, yeah. It's just like you I mean you know, dude. We've been. That's what I wanted to oh, talk yeah. about. That's why I wanted to bring you on because I was talking with Brendan and I was talking with Paul, and like that's where my like those were some of my favorite times was going yeah, to dude. shows. Like when we went and saw you went with me. There was a time we went and saw I Declare War together. Yes, at the uh, was. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, Hell's Kitchen. It was Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, it was Hell's Kitchen in Tacoma. And we show up. <laughs> Dude, I remember just like, I remember there was a time, there was a point where we're standing in the very front and there's like a mm-hmm. breakdown and a freaking, he hits the, he hits the 808. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, it's like quiet. Bro, I, I it's like quiet in between like crashes. Just. Yeah, that's that. That was the dot, the dot breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> which is always sick. Yeah, and bro, I I just remember seeing Jamie Hanks up there like before the show, and he's just walking around in his little like Dixie pants and like oh, dude. Nike shoes. He just looks like the most normal dude ever, and then he just like turns it on and becomes a terrifying person. Yeah. <laughs> I can't beautiful. even. I don't even want to try to attempt to do anything that no. Is- an impression of what he does on stage because it's like oh. and you have to appreciate it dude because it's like uh yeah i think it comes from just hearing somebody scream a lot you develop like a understanding of how hard it is to do that yeah dude and and to do it well and healthily yeah like like to see like our friends you know like austin and yeah you know i had I had, you know, had Brendan on last episode who has, who has like some crazy screams and into the flood. Um, yeah, dude. And it's really cool to, to be like when we went, there's just been so many times where we've seen just like, even live, like that's what's cool too. It's like, it's like when I'm talking about this stuff, it's like I've seen some of these guys that are on these albums sing live and it's like, really crazy even some of these clean vocalist guys like we saw some we've seen some bands i mean you've seen a ton of bands where i have and it's like some guys can hit those clean notes like live and it's really cool yeah dude when when people show up live to perform doesn't matter how much you love the album doesn't matter how many times you listen to it it just hits different and it hits different every single time like even if there's a common theme like Obviously, I listen to certain songs when I'm in a certain mood. They remind me of a thing, of a person, of a place, whatever. But like hearing that live just adds another little bit onto that experience with that song that you'll never be able to replace. I love it. It's very cool. Yeah. It's why I love live music so much. I mean, we saw when we saw Straight from the Path and and yeah, you know, and. The dude threw his bass at the security guard because they, yeah, they choked out that kid. That whole that whole Reno trip was. We should definitely, yeah, we should definitely absurd. Okay, so absurd. So <laughs> we're like, when was it? Was it like right before twenty twelve? It was like it was like sophomore year of college, right? Yeah, summer, yeah. summer of fresh, summer after freshman year. Yeah. So I did community college back home, back home, and like I think you had. You had already, yeah. You had already moved. Yeah, right? I just finished my first year. Yeah, I was in Pullman at that yeah. point. I was at WC. So you'd already moved, and we were still hanging. I think we still saw each other every now and again because we were both like, yeah, uh, hanging out, and we would both go to Ellensburg every now and, and to see everybody. Yeah, and uh, so it was like 
that summer, I think, we were hanging out, and I mm-hmm. think we wanted to see these bands because we had gone to some shows before before like graduation and stuff. We were that's when I would I think that's when I was starting to really I started listening to like the kind of metal I listen to now, like probably junior year summer after junior year, like right before senior year started is when I started really listening, really like going out and seeking out bands and finding stuff and being able to recognize uh things and uh then we were like, dude, we should go to this show. Mm-hmm. And it was the All Stars tour. Yeah. Which was like when it first started, it was like a hot lineup of bands. It was like yeah. a really cool show. It was popping, dude. Yeah. And the venue it was at was really cool. Yeah, it was a cool venue. But we decided to drive all the way there in like a day. Oh, no, it was, or two. Yep. It was, it it was, was like one day. day. And we went through that really creepy ghost town one in day. northeastern California, like Adam, Dude. California, or something like that. <laughs> Dude, I don't even remember. Like when I drove down here, I remember, like, I was like, oh, this, I recognize some of this, like yeah. through Oregon. And then I got to California and I took the. It split, and I remember that split, and I think we went the way that I didn't go down to here. I think we went the yeah, other way. And so I, th- I was like, that other way is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there was that point where we were driving through, like, it was just, like, trees. Do you remember yeah. when it was dark? And we had, like, we just weren't talking. It was, um, we had some, Frank, Frank, Frank Ocean show, yeah, Frank Ocean was playing. Frank Ocean was playing, and we were just, like, we were just <laughs> And it was super eerie, very, very creepy, but also very relaxed. Because it, cause it was like trees and just... It was like, it was like it twilight times, like, like just get dark and yeah. stuff. It was the first time I'd ever seen those roads where you go over the hill and you can just see the road for yeah. until like until the horizon kind of takes the yep. road away. Remember that? We just like... And that was the first time I had been like just out on the road and we were... <laughs> Dude, I remember. We <laughs> <laughs> were so dumb, man. <laughs> we were so young, dude. That's so funny to think about because I remember we got a bunch of Mountain Dew. We like, we like, dude, this is it. And uh, uh, we got this and we got stuff. We got like, you had like salami. Yep. I think we had stuff for sandwiches. We, like, we got Mountain Dew, dude. We're good. And. <laughs> And and we, we we got to Reno and we were I don't know why we thought this was gonna be a thing, but we never booked any accommodations. We we're like, oh, we could just show up whenever and get a campsite no. somewhere. And we <laughs> and we get there at like one in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> well like, yeah, we'll just we'll just sleep like right here. Like we were like thinking of like where we were gonna sleep. We're like we we're like 'cause we were gonna sleep in a yeah. parking ride. And then yeah, and then uh, I was like, no, we should do that. So then we go. To the creepiest and, hotel, uh, motel of my life. To this day, still one of the creepiest motels I've ever stayed in, <laughs> in my life. It was like just dark and quiet. And we roll in and the guy is like asleep. And we wake the guy up pretty much. There's like a, there's like a room. It's like a bedroom and then the front office yep. little thing. And he like comes out of his bed. <laughs> Hello, and he checks us in. There's like the heater had like all those yeah, dents dude. in it, and then it was like scratch marks. Yeah. I think 
or something weird. Just like it was a weird place. I remember we. <laughs> I remember I was like, dude, I'm not, I'm not sleeping. Nope. On the <laughs> we just slept on top of the fucking. <laughs> I didn't even go. I didn't even. I didn't even like unmake oh. the bed. At that point, <laughs> both of us were just like, "Holy shit, we need to sleep." <laughs> oh man. Yeah, dude. It was. Our road trip was so fun though, because I remember just waking up and then being like, "Dude, we're going to the show," and like we checked out and we were like, "Wow, yep. that was crazy," but we're alive. Uh, Time to go, Mosh. Was that the? Yo, that was the. That was with you. Where we woke up and people were yelling. Oh at yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called the police, but it was for the apartment below us. <laughs> we didn't have anything nope. on us. We weren't like we, we, were, we were just so going to the show. <laughs> but we were so we were young. Yeah, I was nineteen, eighteen, yeah. I think. Still nineteen. Yeah, I think I don't we were even like nineteen know. or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, dude. Oh my god! And on the second night, we slept that in was... the rest stop. <laughs> we did sleep in a rest stop in the car yeah. in Nevada. Which was, woke up just like, it was the so hottest. Hot. I remember just being like, this is horrible. We were just like, need this. We hadn't showered. <laughs> I had been to a show and moshing the previous day, and like, sore and tired from that. We watched some crazy acts. And then there was a downstairs part where we yeah. were chilling. I remember going outside, mm-hmm. and we met some people. I think. Yeah, I had some chats. We met Jesse Barnett at that show from Stick to Your Guns. Yeah, we had, we had a brief little chat when we were like chilling inside the venue. We we're like, "Holy shit, that's Jesse!" Dude, right, we just bro. went up and like, that was nice. Right, bro. Yeah, we talked to him. Well, that's so good, dude. I've met so many people that like I just listened to so much, and then I got to meet them at a show. Just like they're just walking around, like yeah. Saying and then, like you just see them, and you're like. You feel like no one else sees them. You're like, holy shit. You just run up and be like, hey, dude. I'm not yeah. You know, I try. I always tried to be like cool. Like, hey, I'm not trying to like, I just want to say hi. Yeah. Thank you. And it's really cool that you're <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> Thanks for existing. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Yeah, that, that was that was a show where uh, the security guards were getting rough with crowd members. And straight from, straight from the path, like, got pissed on stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh didn't they like I think they just quit playing, right? Yeah. The last song because of the way the guy like the guy got was ch- pretty much choked over yep. the fence. I think that's what happened. The guy got pulled over the fence kind of yeah. by his neck. And uh, straight from the path does not let song. that shit fly in their shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen yeah I've seen security guards like fuck people. Yeah, dude. Shows. And it's kind of unnecessary because if you're a security guard for a metal show and you don't understand what's about to happen. They need to educate you. Like they need to show you. They need to watch yeah. videos. You need to be like, "This is about to happen in this room, and it can be this bad." And these people are all really good yeah. people. They're just here to like express some shit, and they're gonna take care of each other. Yeah. And yeah, you gotta give everybody. Yeah, you gotta give everybody the benefit of the doubt. It's coming yeah. up to a show. Well, yeah. and and I just remember I saw the Acacia Strain at Warp Tour once. I think you might have. Did you go to? I think that was 2010 Warp Tour. I don't think I went to that one. I think I went to the one uh, after that. But I just I didn't watch all their set, but I remember walking up and watching the beginning of it. And uh 
lead singer Vincent, he just was like up on stage and he just the first thing he said was like, if you don't want to get if you're not ready to get punched in the face, why the fuck are you here? And I just was (laughs) 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 and I just was like, there you go, bro. Like if you're coming to this show, obviously you don't have to stand where people are getting punched. You have to understand the kind of environment you're stepping into, man, and know how to like navigate that. Yeah, I don't think it's ever. There's some. There are some bad apples. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And some some of the hardcore scene sucks. Like yeah. for sure. <laughs> like for sure, some people are Fuckheads. purposefully trying to hit people and stuff. But I love those shows, even though I busted my foot at one. That is true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, you fucked your foot up, dude. Hunts on crutches, baby. Was, yeah, was, uh, was I <laughs> at a show with you while you were on? I remember being at a show with you. I think where you were on, on crutches, maybe. I think so. Did you go to one? I you did something. Yeah. So. I th- what did we? Was that when we went when we went to uh like Lindsay's apartment? Was that a different time? It might have been a different time. Yeah. That was know. a fun time. There's there's. A lot of my time on crutches is a little bit of a blur. It's it's a hard. It was a hard time, man. To say, I feel like you were on crutches. Were you on crutches more than once? Yeah, I was actually. <laughs> I was gonna say. I feel I was, like I was. I was... <laughs> <laughs> You're like I was. Oh I was... yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, I remember you being. Yeah, I remember you being fucked up like a f- a couple times. I I I fractured my ankle swing dancing my freshman year. Put me on crutches. <laughs> That's right. Damn. My feet too crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> that road trip was fun though because I think we drove back up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we drove back up and we tried to listen to five that song five hundred miles for like, like they eight do in Hunt, your mother for like eight hours. Yep. <laughs> it comes I was up. telling somebody about that the other day. They were like, no way, dude. I was like, yeah. Uh, I tried to do it with my friend, and we turned it down, but like not all the way down. We just like turned it down because it got to be a little like... A lot. You're like, we don't have to do this, right? Like, <laughs> just, just joking around. I'm like, no, nah, you'll see it. It became, we kept becoming like, well, we've done it this long. Like, we can't just do stop now. And then yeah. we'd, we'd be... People asked us if we ever brought it up. They'd be like, "We only did it for like ten minutes." Yeah, we can't do this, dude. <laughs> but we, yeah, there was definitely times where I think we were like getting close to being back to to like Ellensburg, and we like turned it up, and we were just. Was, we were, like, it, I was, it was I was really so driving awesome. up into like Yakima and stuff through like the uh, Tri Cities. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it it definitely came around. It was interesting. That's that's not the only song I've done that with in solo car rides by myself. I've with like I drove from Eugene to uh, Arcata and I listened to The Mill by Jimmy Eat World on repeat the whole like five hours. Okay, I've I've done five hundred miles from Pullman to Portland, which is about five hour drive. Nice. Uh, it's sometimes uh, this is just me in particular. I don't know if you're like this, but I I binge songs, and sometimes there's just one song. That fits my mood and what I need for however long perfectly. And I will listen to nothing but that. <laughs> Just that song yeah. on repeat. Hours, days, however long it needs. There was something that I had to do a work trip. And I think I was driving back from, I think it was Santa Barbara, which is like oh. kind of by LA. Yeah. I was driving back up here. And it was like 
four hour drive. Yeah, that's a good drive. And I don't know what it was, dude, but give it away now. <laughs> came on. And for a solid hour of that drive, like I eventually was like, okay, I'm good. But yeah. for a solid hour of that drive, it's like. Sometimes it just you hits got, You got to give it to your mama. I was just like <laughs> fucking in it, dude. <laughs> I was fully in the Red Hot Chili Peppers for about an hour. Just, it was amazing. And I was driving by like Pismo and stuff. So the beach was super nice. Yeah. And it was, that's been cool about California too, is like living on the coast area. Like I haven't really traveled inland a whole lot. Yeah. So you've Uh, seen a bunch of the ocean. Yeah. I've seen a lot of the beaches and stuff and it's been really, it's been really cool. I mean, when you came and hung out, we went down to like, to Del Monte and stuff and hung out in Monterey. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's the interesting thing about moving outside of your, like state in your comfort zone is like it's hard you get to like discover more of yourself because you just have different ideas that are bombarding you and it's maybe it's not necessarily like discovering unknown parts of yourself but it's just exploring the different ways in which you can engage the world around you in which the world around you engages with you and it's nice when you like find that like stability in your new setting however long that takes but yeah like and I think that's a good like way to kind of transition into talking about you like traveling. Yeah, dude. Because you were spending time, but not very long periods, but you know, short periods of time in different places. And I felt like you know, like kind of like you know, like explain your route first so people can kind of understand like you know where you went, kind of like the people can look and see like the. Yeah. Your your route, I guess. <laughs> so I started in Seattle. I knew going into it that I had that I wanted to do like ten ish months of just traveling on the road. And my goal was always Southeast Asia. Like I've wanted to go to Southeast Asia for a long time. I love traveling in Asia. So that was like the eventual goal. But I didn't want to fly straight there. So what I did was <laughs> uh <laughs> I took two weeks to get across the States. I took a train the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped in Chicago, New York, um, little pit stops in Michigan and New Jersey. Oh, I met Lewis. Yeah, I met Lewis Rays. Remember? You saw Lu- yeah, you went and saw Lewis. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Yeah. Yeah, New Jersey. So yeah. Sick. Yeah, Yo, shout I, out, dude. I hope he's fucking listening right now. Yeah, say it, dude. <laughs> fucking shout out, dude. I still want to fucking come hang, man. Like, dude, for real. It was, it was crazy. It was So, a little background. It's just like, I was super into Tumblr like, 10 years ago. Um, 10, like, 8 to 10 years ago. And I was, uh, I met this guy and we became best friends. And, like, I don't know, we've maintained our relationship through this whole time. And even though we don't talk all the time, like, we're still really good friends. And so when I had the opportunity, I was like, I'm in New York. I have to go and see Lewis. And I did the same for another friend that I met on Tumblr in Michigan. I went and hung out with her. Her name was Rachel. Um, So that was a really cool part of, like, my, like, trip across the U.S. was connecting with those people and meeting them in person. Um, And then from New York, I flew to Glasgow in Scotland. Um, And then from Scotland, I made my way by bus across Europe. I went to London, Paris, Bruges, Bruges, Bruges in Belgium. 
um, Munich, Prague, Bratislava, um, Budapest. I went into Romania briefly. I spent like less than 24 hours in Bulgaria. And then I finally uh, finished off my Euro, my Euro trip in uh, Istanbul. I was there for like five days. And then from there, I flew to Shanghai. I spent two weeks in Shanghai. Ah, absurd cool. city. <laughs> and then I went from Shanghai. I'm still thinking Hong- about that, all the other places that you named. I know, <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> so like, well, he went there and there and there and there. I mean, Europe That's was... so sick, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did have... I spent three and a half months in Prague. So I had a pretty sizable, like... I guess pit stop in Europe. Okay. And that was just What's like the I guess if you gotta boil it down, you know, I mean I know you have don't you have some stuff that people can check out on um, didn't you kinda write some stuff on the Yeah. <laughs> so I I did have a travel blog. Um it was beardedsloth.com. I haven't renewed the domain, so I <laughs> I need to do that. But there's a lot of stuff on my Instagram. I mean my, my whole okay. Instagram is just I posted pictures the whole way through. I tried to do my best to like kind of keep it updated and keep people in the loop. And that's bearded X. But I was following, uh, I was following you through the, you know, when you, I think I'm, I think I saw you right before you left. Yeah. I think I was home. We were both in Washington at the same time for like, yeah. And we went to the bar, I think. Yeah, at, at a... In Puyallup. Yeah, dude. I was home and you were like, yo, I'm here. And I think you were like, yo, I'm here and I'm leaving. Well, because originally my plan night. was to... Like, I wasn't planning on coming back for... I didn't know how long. For, yeah. You know, I was planning to go for a year. I, bro, I remember, yeah. Try and make it to two you years. Like... So I was... I mean, to be completely fair, most of me was just like, Everything I'm doing in my life has been like a total failure. Like I had nothing has panned out, nothing has worked. Like I just feel awful in the place that I'm in. And I was like, I could either keep on going like this until I literally drive myself yeah. into the ground, or I could just yeet myself into oblivion. <laughs> like, and I, I mostly just kind of expected it to blow up in the first month, and for something to get in the way, or there to be money yeah. problems, or something to happen. Where I was like, oh, this sucks. I guess I have to go back. But I was just kind of at the point where I was like, well, even if I go, the worst thing that happens is I come up to this, come back to this bullshit that yeah. I'm already in. And then I'm really in no worse of a spot. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a big yeet. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, it looked really cool, man. I mean, what was it like? Was, it was insane. Like, did you take, was it like something to take away from each? place you were at like was there every time you were at like did each place give you like a different like appreciation for something you know unique to that place and stuff like for sure i'm sure you just yeah i'm sure every day was like you woke up and you're like just stoked because you're probably going to do some crazy shit even if you're just walking around and checking stuff out it's like you're in like you're in the like a like if you're in london you're just like i'm in london dude like it's just like everything's just different different it's yeah and so that's definitely the case with traveling long-term travel gets a little different 
especially since I spent so long in Prague and worked in Prague. Like, my last month that I was in Prague, I was working 40 hours yeah. a week. You know what I mean? Um, so you get a bit of a routine in that way. And it, I mean, Prague's a beautiful city. My job was to interact, party with, and host other young traveling people and to take them to clubs and to go see shit. So obviously, like, there's still a cool element yeah. in that. But I also spent a lot of days... Like, Sundays were my days I stole the remote to the TV in the lounge room, and I just put on whatever I wanted to watch, and I would pretty much watch TV all day long. <laughs> and, I like, when I got up to, like, make food, I'd take the remote with me. Because if you left the remote in that room and you weren't there to safeguard it, the TV was no longer <laughs> yours. <laughs> and I would just, like, binge watch movies or TV shows because I just, you know... I needed a day just to, like, still be myself. Because the whole time I'm staying in dorms, so, like, personal space, you start, you have to learn how to, like, be around people constantly. Um, like, there's there's just a bunch of different facets, but that, like, that dorm experience and the hostel experience definitely makes each place individualized. Mm -hmm. Because you get personal interactions in those spaces that make a personal connection. And the one thing that I personally tried to do is everywhere that I went, I tried to find some food that, you know, I'd never tried before local food that, you know, like you don't see Czech restaurants around in the States yeah. a whole lot, unless maybe you're in like major cities. So, or, you know, like I would just Google, I'd be like, what's the best food? Or, like, what's the, the dish of this mm -hmm. city? Or, like, in Hungary, it's, like, who has the best goulash? Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's... Uh... So, I, I, a lot of my, like, connection was with food. I did a lot with food on my trip. I remember seeing, like, all your stories and all your, like, reviews of different things that you were eating and stuff. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> it was so yeah, fun. <laughs> it, was, it was cool, man. I was, like... It was something to, you know, I was definitely following along and being like, you know, well, this is all, like seeing all the different spots you're at and being like, well, this is really cool. And, uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I can't, yeah, I can't imagine just the, I can't imagine how much you got out of that from like how much you learned about yourself through all those things. Well, yeah, because there's, there's a lot of silent yeah. time because I did the whole, like, Yes, I was around people, but I was traveling by myself. Um, and so, you know, when I was on, when I was flying or when I was on bus rides or, which I spent a lot, you know, bus rides could be anywhere from like five hours to 15 hours, <laughs> depending on how mm -hmm. far you're going. You might have, you know, you have long travel days. So you have, you just have to spend a lot of time sitting with yourself. And as, I'm sure you would have and certainly do in your own time. I used music to get me through a lot. Um, yeah. I used know, music and podcasts. I pretty much always had some sort of headphone going. Yeah. Yeah. I I'd, I'd, I'd some books, some, some books that I listened oh, nice. to on tape. So that was nice. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting to, to be like completely alone by yourself and no one that you know, is like anywhere 
anywhere close. anywhere close to you. Like, I mean, I've had Mikey and Serena down here this whole time, uh, so I have had yeah. some people that I do know. But you know, when I go out and do stuff and I go to open mics and stuff, I definitely feel, I can feel that, and like just being like, everyone is unfamiliar, and yeah, you know, I've, it's yeah, it's uncomfortable. It took me a while at the open mics to like make friends and stuff, uh, and like Santa Cruz, just because I felt it was just a weird thing to like. Just start going to the open mics, and there's all these people here that this has been their thing for years, and they're all they all know each other, you know. And it's you know, I wonder how I'm gonna fit in. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it's a, it was <clears throat> weird at first, but I think through just having my friends to go with too has been nice. Like those guys. I ask them, hey, you want to go with me tonight to the mic? You know, and there's some other people who want to go, so. Yeah. That's been cool, and that's been uh, helpful, because it's, it's weird to to not know anybody and to not even know the town. To not even know the, what, what the town yeah. is like or what the people are like in the town, and you're just like, I'm going to go try and be funny yeah. in front of the people that I don't even know. I got it, like, I, <laughs> I don't know what they like. Like it's for it's just it's been weird. Like I've kind of figured it out, I think, but still, I have no idea. And I feel like my yeah. unique perspective into things too is also what makes it like funny for some people. It's like my take on stuff about California because I kind of talk shit sometimes about people yeah. in uh, about people in California. I think they're a little too nice. It's a little too nice, dude. And gotta be honest, man. Like reggae is not that good. I don't think. Like it down uh, here, it's like a thing, dude. And I just am not with yes. it. Like I'm not with it. See, so I've I've always like enjoyed the community around reggae. Like a bunch of things about the reggae scene and reggae music. I just like reggae music hasn't really resonated with me. And then I found drum and bass which is an adaptation from Jungle, which comes from the same Jamaican beats as reggae. It's just like reggae and double time. Nice. <laughs> and, it, and it appeals to my punk soul that needs things to go. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> exactly. That's so funny. Yeah, it, it, yeah, dude. But <laughs> That's so funny, I guess. That's, inter- that's, that's interesting. That's, about- I guess that's why I listen to House. Because I just like the... Yeah. I like the tempo. The beat. Yeah. Just, mm, mm, yeah. Dude, every, every, I, I'm very convinced of this. Everybody has a tempo that they're comfortable in. That, like, they find a, a tempo of music that, like, melds with where they're, like, at and what their vibe is and helps them keep it on yeah. an even keel. You just have to figure out how to dial it in. That's true. For you. I think thrash metal is the tempo that I most am in tune with. <laughs> I really think that's the, that is my... That is my like inside, just like that level of just like, yeah, yeah. It's like what I just have, because uh, I I'm like a, I've been going back, dude, and listening to like, Megadeth, and Pantera, yeah. and like more Metallica. I've been listening to a little more Slayer, and like there's some new bands 
I was, it was it was really funny the other I was thinking about I was like what band can I look back at and be like this is identical in a lot of ways to drum and bass and is why I love drum like why it was so easy to transition into that and then I listened to Rotting Out's newest album and I was like I was like ah oh, there it is <laughs> yeah some of the uh, I've been listening to a lot of Turnstile. Uh, if you listen oh, to them nice. at all. but they, I I have I have in the past. I never got too I deep went, in turnstile. For some reason, I just was like, I was on shuffle and like radio, I think, and a song yeah. came on. And I was like, ooh, I was like, what is this? It's like turnstile. I'm gonna listen to these guys, and I went through and just started listening to their hits. I was like, oh, this is sick. And then I went to their albums, and I was like, oh, I'm just listening to the albums now. I was like, I'm fully committed. Yep, I'm a turnstile <laughs> fan. I was like. And then I saw that yep. they were going to be somewhere before COVID. And I was like, oh, I could have, if the timing would have been right, I would have like, it would have been so cool. Yeah. I just listened to all these bands' albums and then they're going to be, li- they were going to be live like a week or so or something later. And same. I love yeah, when that happens. I think it was the same with like, uh, oh man, it was another band that was going to be in Santa Cruz. And I think the Acacia Strain was headlining. And like knocked loot, knocked loose was uh, on there, and yeah, um, yeah. I've, I've oh never man, it was gonna come through here, and I was like, "Whoo, I'm about to go to that." Like, <laughs> I saw a car. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Bro, Sorry. I was I was gonna say I had tickets to uh, Rage Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels for for April. Yeah. Riley and I, yeah, Riley and I were gonna go. That would have been so crazy, dude. So, yeah, that it, it would have been insane. <laughs> but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just wait until next <laughs> July. <laughs> That's what I think of every time. Just, Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> Did, do you, were you at the Gramstock no, where Chris and Riley were in a band? I, before? I, wish, I wasn't friends at that time. I don't think we were friends at that time. Uh yeah. No, because that was 2000. That was yeah. Early. But that was, yeah. I saw videos. I've seen yeah. videos of it. It looks really cool. Yeah, well, yeah. Those those were some times. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, I mean, it was cool. I feel like the Northwest scene, the local scene up there, uh, like when we were in high school and afterward and even like still up until quarantine there were like bands just like going hard and there's just like a good like the venues there like there's just like a good scene for hardcore and metal and just... yeah well it's 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 kind of what evolved out of the seattle grunge scene in the 90s yeah, really you know what is. i mean it's like it just kept becoming more and more heavier and grimier. Yeah. <laughs> and then branched off into all these other things too and connected, you know. I think you're like the nineties yeah. metal scene as well. Like definitely influenced that. And Oh yeah, for like sure. Down here, the hardcore scene down here, the thrash metal scene down here in the Bay Area, which is super cool, man. I was in San Jose driving by this building and there's just this mural and it has like it's just like neck down of James Hetfield and his guitar and stuff. And I was like, that's so badass. Cause it's just San Francisco is where they're like, they were based out of. 
And yeah. uh, I just I just get realized all the time that I'm in California when I see shit like that. Or you like see the Golden Gate Bridge, you're like Oh shit. <laughs> it's just Bro, driving into San Francisco as much of a pain of a pain in the ass as it can be. It's just beautiful. Really like I've only done it a few I, times, I enjoy but driving it's definitely like one of the coolest cities I've like rolled up on over the hills. You're just like, whoa. Yeah. And you realize how yeah. dense it is. And my, my, my favorite is like nighttime driving along the five going through like Oakland and down San Jose and just looking across the bay into like San Francisco and stuff. So mm-hmm. like, it's just pretty. Yeah the lights yeah i've done like that from i've done from san jose all the way down to here and it's not it like yeah. you can take what i like to do is take this uh it's kind of a little more scenic but a little like longer and it's a little it's a little cooler of a drive i think is going through highway 17 which takes you through like the santa cruz mountains and stuff and then like oh uh, yeah yeah, that's a really go, pretty drive. Like, down on Highway One, and then take Highway One back through. Sometimes I'll take that just to chill and like go on a cool drive. I've definitely put a lot of miles in my car, but it's been nice to have this little Fiesta. Yeah, I don't think people know that. I have nice. a, I have a 2015 Ford Fiesta, and it's black. And oh it's yeah, badass. I call it the party car because it's a Fiesta. <laughs> it's a super dumb joke, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, it still, still slaps <laughs> and it goes hard and it gets like 30 miles a gallon so it's awesome it's economic it needs to go, needs to go yeah get, dude need to get it looked at but it's it's doing its thing you know it's uh-huh. i've put like i bought it with forty five thousand, i think 40 44 45 000, and right now i'm at like 85 and i've had it since Oh I've had God. it for nice. like I think almost coming up on like two years I think now, so it's not too bad. Nice. I mean, it's a lot of oh. it's still a lot of driving, but uh, it's been cool just to be driving around and seeing like the Bay Area and and everything. And uh, oh, it's beautiful! It's a beautiful area because you you got the wine in like Monterey and out in the inland a little bit. You have the sea right there. Yeah, the hills around Santa Cruz, San Francisco. Like it's just a beautiful area to yeah. drive around. And to to like meet people in and get to know like just pockets of people, like going and doing there's like a comedy yeah. scene in Santa Cruz and then there's like a comedy scene in San Jose and San Francisco. So they all kind of they're all kind of intertwined. And then I've slowly, you know, there's been another uh comedian in the area too. We've in Salinas we've been trying to kinda of cultivate, you know slowly like a comedy scene in oh, yeah. Salinas with my monthly show. And, you know, I have a friend that is also doing shows in the area as well, trying to just, we want to start an open mic too and try to develop like a, like, so it can be like the southernmost point of like this comedy scene in Northern California. That's kind of what I yeah. am hoping to do. Um, I had like a comedy festival planned That'd be cool. for like the end of the summer. I don't know if it's going to happen still, but I might try to pull it together. We're going to do like, we're going to do like two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. I think maybe three shows Saturday and two shows on Sunday or something like that. Just crazy, like all different venues, all different comedians. It was going to be like a huge, like 
I was going to call it the Montalinas Comedy Festival. <laughs> I thought it'd be pretty cool. Just like Monterey Bay, Salinas Comedy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I like it. But, I mean, I, I hope it can happen in some capacity. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool to do like a comedy festival. Yeah. It'd be a lot of work, but it'd be fun. I'd probably take like... I don't know. I'd probably take like the Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday off of work beforehand just to like plan and go meet with all the venues. You know, it'd be like, <laughs> yeah, some shit be annoying, but it's, it's just fun planning events like that, man. Just in general. It is dude. I mean, have you Like you, you were working on like a stage and doing like stuff, production yep. stuff, and there's like things that happen during yep. during things and before and after. It's like you gotta like it's like quick. It's th- it's, it's like a whole project. Thinking. It's like setting up. There's like shit goes wrong. There's there's gonna be at least one issue. Yeah, dude, there was dude. a fucking oh my god. There was a night at the XL, and. It ended up being great before I started this story. It ended up being great. But we we go and we're, we're setting everything up and they have this like pump. It's like a pump for not only like the the water that comes from the sinks in the bathroom, I think, but also like the sink that does yeah. the dishwasher that does like the beer glasses and stuff. Yeah. It's like one of those pumps and it's in like a it's in like a it looks like a bigger thing and it goes there's a pipe going in and it starts overflowing and then all of my cords are like right there so we grab all the electrical cords and we're like fuck and then we tell them and they're like oh no so they turn everything off and it starts smelling and i'm like oh shit i'm like dude it's gonna smell like this now and it's gonna be bad and fuck this is gonna be bad and i'm i'm like starting to just overthink it right because i'm just freaking out yeah people are like oh we can just do it upstairs i'm like we can just not do it upstairs okay do you understand the vibe do you understand (laughs) the vibe that is going on down here like we have a brick wall i have my spotlights pointing at the brick wall and there's no like it's quiet and there's like one comedian all your focus is on the comedian i go that's how it's designed that's why i cut the lights and shine the lights at one wall so you all look over there like, you know, like it's like, it's like, I'm like trying to convince my friends. I'm like, think about it, dude. Like we go upstairs. It's going to be like open mics. I go, that's why we're doing this. This is a showcase. It's not a, that's like, we're not, I was like, no, like don't. <laughs> and so, no, yes, we must make so this I'm like, work. We got to figure it out. And there's this guy that like helps the bar, uh, out sometimes, I guess. And he's like, don't worry. We'll get it. Uh, We'll get, he's like, oh, I know what you need. And it's like just some guy that's there drinking. He's like, I know what you need. I know how to fix it. <laughs> and they're like, what? And they start telling him. And they're like, can we go get one right now? I'm like, you guys definitely need to go get one right now. Because it was like, we're setting up chairs <laughs> and like everything's kind of just moved off to the side. I have everything set up at that point. And uh, yeah. I'm like looking upstairs like, how am I going to do this if I have to do it upstairs? I'm trying to think about where I'm going to put yeah. stuff. And... They go and get, and they take like the pump out, and there's all the grease, and it's like it's everywhere. And I'm just like, this is crazy, oh. dude. I like, and I'm upstairs just sitting there, just like, fuck. Like, I cannot believe this is happening. And they go and get the pump, they bring it back, put the pump in there, new pump works. We clean everything up, 
and there's like nice. 15 minutes before the show starts. And we like put stuff back together. Hell yeah, dude. And I'm like so stoked that I go pound a beer and then like uh <laughs> the show starts and I'm just like sitting there chilling and I'm like I need to go drink another beer cuz I just still wasn't like still couldn't like <laughs> I just needed to chill. I was like I needed to like relax. Yeah. Um stressful yeah but it's been it's been fun though it's been weird learning how to do that like on my like just kind of from scratch you know like there's i've had friends that have like done and like stuff in school that like some of the people definitely contributed uh with like their experiences in theater with like how to set up the lights and kind of like how to like like put the chairs around and kind of like design a stage a little bit. It was definitely, I had some help with that. Yeah. Uh, it was, I don't think it was until like our third or fourth show where I had like a rhythm set up where it was just like, we can go in and bust it out and set it up. And, but yeah, I can't wait to do it again. That sounds yeah, about I can't right. Wait to do it again, dude. It was so much fun. And I hope it's probably, yeah, I hope dude. it's like, I hope we don't have to like distance because I don't know. I kind of don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to do it like right when the bar is like everything's open again. I might wait. I might yeah. wait until it's like people can actually sit down there in groups again. And then, cause I just yeah, want to have like, I want the first comedy show back at that place to be like, Oh shit. Comedy's back. Like I also need time to go work out all the <laughs> material that I've written. Like, <laughs> I need to like, <laughs> but anyways, um, dude, I think, I think this is a good place to, to kind of wrap yeah. it up. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how else to yeah. like, and, uh, I still haven't figured out how to end a podcast episode. Well, and, and, and it's especially, Especially with us, man. We'll just keep say, talking. This is the longest I've recorded with somebody. Thing and thing I feel like thing. I could record for another hour, to be honest. I know. <laughs> but that's, yeah. We'll definitely have you why, back on for sure. Brother. Because I feel like we could, <laughs> we'll have to like know what we talked about the last time to like avoid it. <laughs> yeah. Mark stuff off on a little sheet. But, no, I feel like <laughs> what's been cool about being friends with you, dude, is there's been experiences that we've like came together and had and then gone back to like doing what we do every day and it's like when we meet up and hang out it's just like the same energy that we probably had right now on this podcast where we're just laughing and talking about just talk about everything and it's yeah it's just nice to have like a friend out there that's like doing them you know and and just living life and you know that if you were to check in or or do something like this or hang out they would yeah. just be stoked to hear from you and stoked to you know discuss yeah. like <laughs> uh you know crazy road trips and and the craziness man, of the world and like all of it the world man it's really cool like i like you're like one of a few friends that i have you know very few that have like actually gone and traveled, you know, outside the country and have, uh, you have know, had like really cool experiences and stuff. And it just, it's like inspiring. And it's also, um, it makes me feel a lot more 
confident in myself that I would be able to handle something like that. Seeing somebody that I know, you know, out there that I'm sure is feeling probably a lot of the same, like emotion and emotion. I'm sure I would feel yeah. in some of these situations when I think about it and just seeing you be able to handle yeah. it. It's pretty, it's like, it's really cool. And I understand why a lot of people, you know, watching a lot of people can watch like travel channel or watch like, you know, kind of like almost like, any any host like that, like Anthony Bourdain or anybody that was like a good Yeah. They were in the cities just walking around being filmed, like seeing people it's just like really cool and it definitely inspires you to go do it yourself and uh I think does it make the world feel smaller? Mm. That's my number one question to people that have like traveled around. Does it make like does it make it feel smaller or does it make it feel like bigger? I guess I would say that it makes it feel fuller. Okay. In that, I think it's hard. It, it it makes the feel it makes the world feel larger and at the same time smaller. And I guess thinking on it, it just we see images of the world so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we see maps and we see like the scale of it. But it just in my brain fills in those spaces with experience and emotions so I can better place where things are and better understand the context of that. If that no, it makes totally sense. does. I think that when you said fuller, I that kind of hit me and I was like, okay, that's I can yeah. I can see that because it's because 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 it's no longer Germany. It's it's my friend Chris. And it's Munich and it's lakes that I've been to outside of Munich or, you know, it's no longer Vietnam. It's this Vietnamese person that I met in this town and then in this town and this town. Yeah, I understand that. It it colors in the spaces it connects the dots. Yeah, for sure. Like, so we'll, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to make our way out sometime, man. We'll, 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 we'll find some space and we'll, we'll go romp. Yeah. (laughs) um, I definitely... I definitely want to, like, I have plans to, I want to travel down, or travel down, I want to drive down to um, LA soon, when all this shit is, just kind of, I I had plans to do this summer, but this summer seems to be not a good time to do any traveling, (laughs) really. Much of anything. (laughs) Don't do anything, Um, well, I shouldn't say don't do anything, but just don't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just chill, you know? Chill and, like, take it in. Yeah. That's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. no, this has been super cool, and this is probably going to be the longest episode Dude, that I've ever put out. But I am okay with it, and I think it was really fun. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, just shout out your Instagram again or anything else online that you want people to follow if people want to check out, if they want to look at your traveling stuff. Or... Yeah, dude. Um, I mean... My main Instagram is bearded x sloth. Um, I've, it's where all of my travels are posted. Recently, it's me talking a lot about um, Black Lives Matters, what's going on there, and trying to keep people informed to create positive change. So, um, if you're looking for, for resources, that's a great place to check out. But other than that, I'm just a dude who likes to cook and is living his life. So, as always, man, it's a pleasure to chat with Seriously, you. Seriously, dude, I love, I love you, bro. You, man.
Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time.